What's the story, folks? Uh, back at it day two, regretting it already, if uh, I'm being perfectly honest. But therein lies the beauty of actually committing to something you actually end up doing it or you, you kind of get yourself into a position whereby you have to do something like if today if i hadn't made the decision yesterday to do 40 podcasts in 40 odd days there's no way that i'd be sitting here recording this and it's hard but it'll get easier so you just have to fucking bite the bullet and commit to it i've committed to a couple of things over the next uh, well the six weeks training every day is one of them within reason if i need a rest day i'm going to take a rest day but my training is going to be relatively light so that i can do it every day there's no point in me bursting my bollocks going at 110 percent for five days and then having to take you know two or three or four days off or two months off if i end up uh injuring myself so slow and steady you'll win the race i intend to do it every day for six weeks the training as well as this podcast and there's a lesson it's funny and this is again here lies the beauty of me making these recordings i'm getting things clear in my own head so i always knew or have known for a long time that you shouldn't overdo training say you shouldn't go at it as hard as you can every day because you'll wear yourself out and i want to try and commit to the same idea with the podcast so yes, I am going to do it every day, but I'm not going to commit to doing a 45-minute one every day. This could be five minutes, it could be 10 minutes, it could be two minutes. Do you know what kind of way? I'm going to keep try and keep it above the 10-minute mark if I can at all, but I'm not going to hold myself to it either. I may have a day off here and there, but I can always make up for it by doing maybe two in the one day or some such. So a couple of things. One, first and foremost, the clocks go back this Sunday. And if you haven't noticed, the evenings have been creeping in on us and we're in for our yearly dose of darkness, both, you know, physically and metaphorically or metaphysically, maybe. Our first lockdown in Ireland, nobody knew really what was going on. We didn't know what was ahead of us. We didn't know if it'd last as long as they were saying it was going to last. We, we ever, There was just too much up in the air. We kind of know what we're in for this time around. But the weather is going to be literally the complete opposite. The first lockdown, it was springtime. The days were getting progressively longer. We had cracking weather here in Ireland for it, which was fucking fantastic. This time round, not so much, lads. It's going to get fucking dark quick. It's already getting dark. The evenings have practically all pissed off already. But when that clock changes and with every day, that sunlight just gets that little bit less and less every day that sun is just in the sky i don't know actually must look it up is it a minute less a day or 10 minutes less a day whatever it is but you cannot help but be affected by what's called seasonal affective disorder or sad for short which is basically the depressive state humans find themselves in. they don't get enough sunlight it's not it's not something that's known practically along the equator or in the tropics because they don't get the winters that we get so isn't it mad to think that the tilt of the Earth's axis affects our mood? Now, I'm not one to talk about how when Mars, Venus and Jupiter align on your birthday, that means you're going to get married and all that fucking nonsensical bullshit. I despise all that stuff. It just bugs the piss out of me. But what bugs me about it is it turns people off the reality that the Earth's tilt in its orbit around the sun, in our part of the Milky Way, in our part of the universe, that literally affects your day-to-day mood. That's not astrology. That's not pseudoscience. That's not just something I'm making up. That's an observable fact. Because our the Earth is tilted in one direction, away from the sun for half the year, and towards the sun in the other half of the year, that's what gives us seasons. 
and it literally affects your mood. So be fucking careful about it. Get a bit of exercise in. Don't eat too much shite. If you're anything like me, you packed on fucking savage weight during the first lockdown. I very much intend to do the reverse of that this time round. Especially now that I've learned from the last one. I didn't intend or plan on packing on a load of fat during the last lockdown. It just kind of happened. I was at home. The fridge was always an arm's reach away from me. And if I don't have some sort of a diet or some sort of a plan in place, I suppose like everybody else, it all just falls to shit. And whenever you feel... I was about to say whenever you feel hungry. I don't go to the fridge when I'm... I do when I'm hungry. But I don't exclusively go to the press or the fridge when I'm hungry. More often than not, I'm bored or I'm between things. And a mate of mine, Porrick Riley, past guest and friend of the show, said something to me. I don't know if he said it in that episode or if it was a couple of months ago. But either way, he said that he was getting into the habit of asking himself why. So he, whatever he was doing, at any given moment of the day or night, he'd ask himself, why am I doing what I'm doing? And at the time... it. It made a certain amount of sense to me and I just kind of forgot about it, but I've been mulling over it over the past while and has been massively beneficial. It's fucking great advice. As often as you can remind yourself, or as often as you can, ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing. And what made me think of this, it's just the, the, the perfect get out for reaching for the fridge. I'd walk over to the fridge in my gaff, open the door and I'd be looking at it and i go, why are you looking in the fridge? And the answer was always the same. Because you're a greedy fat bastard. That's why you're opening the fridge. It wasn't because I was hungry. It was just because you're in the habit. And it just, it kind of kills time. It's pleasurable. You know, it's nice. I wasn't going to the fridge and eating kale stalks. And, you know, chewing ice cubes. I was reaching for whether it was cheese or butter or meat or whatever. Delicious foods, like. I mean, what the fuck? I'm not going to the fridge to eat something I don't like. But again, just getting into the habit of asking yourself, you know, why am I doing this? Like, I could even do it now. I can literally do it live recording this podcast. Why am I doing this? Well, I've committed to doing 40 in a row. It's massively beneficial for me. It lets me get what's in my head out of my fucking head. It helps a certain amount of other people. People seem to like the first series. I got a load of feedback from it. It was all positive. It was all great. I learned loads. You'll notice if you go back to episode one, two, or three of the previous series, the sound quality is fucking shit. Absolutely abysmal. And it's funny because I'm using exactly the same laptop, exactly the same microphone, and exactly the same software. But I'm just using it properly. And it just goes to show the more you do something, the better you get at it. And being a lazy bastard is the same. The more you're a lazy bastard, the better you become at being a lazy bastard. You get into habits. There's good habits and bad habits. A good habit is getting up early or going to bed early. A bad habit is obviously the reverse. Lying on in the mornings and staying up late. This positive feedback loop crack that I used to harp on about all the time. If you stay up late, you're going to need a lie on in the morning. If you don't wake up till fucking midday, you're not going to be in bed at nine o'clock at night. So if we can set up our lives as best we can so that we don't auger ourselves into the ground and don't try and take on too much. One thing that I've learned from before is I have a habit of saying, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hit the gym every day for the next fucking six months and I'm going to have the fucking the body of a fucking Greek statue. And you're like, lad, the, me that loves all these little sayings and expressions, there's one that I've said before and it's people overestimate what you can do in a short space of time and underestimate what you can do in a long 
space of time. So basically what people will say is, oh yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a diet, which essentially for most people means that they're going to reduce the amount of food that they eat. So they're going to lose weight by making themselves hungrier, which makes no sense. But again, we don't stop to question these things. We have these thoughts bubbling around in our heads, and it's not until we actually vocalize them a lot of the time that we can actually see them for what they are or what they aren't. So I'm going to try and not take on more than I can chew. I'm going to do it incrementally. I'm not looking for a fuck. I'm not looking for a six pack come Christmas, but I'd settle for a six pack come this time next year or the sum, summer 2021. If I was to reduce my body fat by I don't know ten or fifteen percent, which I could probably do it anyway, just from a health uh, standpoint and a self confidence standpoint. I don't like being sweaty when I have to run upstairs. I don't like being fucking hungry all the time. I don't like being slow. I don't like turning around to my two-year-old or my six-year-old and saying, oh, you know, not now, uh, buddy, I'm, I'm too tired, you know, more often than you should. And that's another thing. When you say it to some, or when, you, when you're applied to somebody when you want to do something is you're too tired, are you too tired? Are you too uninspired? Are you too unfit? Like, if you're always tired, is it because you have a really, really demanding life or are you just a bit of a lazy fuck and you have to get up off your arse and pull your finger out? And again, the, the beauty of committing to something and telling people about it is that you kind of have to. There's no fucking way I'd be sitting here talking if it wasn't for committing to having... Bleh, committing to doing it every day for the six weeks like I did yesterday. And shout out again to Mr. McQuillan. He's been giving me a bit of a push on and off for the past while to just basically get out of my own way. And that's all that's stopping most of us. Doing whatever it is, whether it's getting fit, whether it's dieting, whether it's a business you want to start up, whether it's a book you want to read, a language you want to learn, whatever it is, people get in their own ways. More often than not, there's nobody stopping you from doing pretty much anything other than yourself. So if I could give you any fucking tip it's get out of your own fucking way pick something small maybe you don't have to commit to something every day for fucking six weeks but if you committed to doing something whatever it was a 10 or 20 percent reduction in the rubbish you eat and here's another one for you i was listening back i think it was the first episode of the previous season and uh, yeah because it was lent and typically during lent at least in ireland you give up something for the 40 days. Jesus went off into the wilderness and he didn't eat sweets or chocolate for 40 days and 40 nights and then we're looking to replicate that now. I'm all for sacrifice, don't get me wrong. I think there's massive benefit in giving up things. But the analogy I gave last year or two years ago was if you want to reduce the amount of shitty food you're eating, let's say you're eating chips and crisps and chocolate and sweets and candy and popcorn and all that delicious stuff. If that's what you're eating and you want to reduce that, don't say, I'm going to stop eating these things. Because that means that every time you feel like eating one of them, you have to stop yourself. So you'll have to actively stop yourself from doing this 10, 20, 50 times a day, depending on your appetite for it. But instead, if you committed to eating half a kilo of veg a day, you're not going to be physically capable of eating a whole pile. You're certainly not going to want to eat food if you're after eating half a kilo of broccoli. You're going to be fucking stuffed. You're going to be full. You'll probably be constipated as well with that amount of fiber. Not, I'm not advising that, but you get you get the idea. Doing something is a better. It's it's easier to enact than not doing something. It's it's very hard to go and not do something as opposed to go and do something. 
you're it's you're you're more proactive and it's not that you're foregoing the level of sacrifice because if you're doing something it means you're not doing something else so even in this instance i'm here talking into the microphone but it also and that's great but it also means i'm not doing something else and i think a lot of us have especially now a shit ton of time on our hands that can be dangerous that can be really dangerous depending on the type of person you are um I struggled with that big time now during the first time was just the amount of time that I had. Now, I was lucky. I was able to bury myself into work that I had to do around the house. But that kind, the kind of work that I was doing back then, just given the weather and the amount of sunlight, I'm not going to be able to do that amount of work. And I don't have that amount of work to do inside in the house. And I don't want to be fucking tearing the house apart with the fucking kids and ourselves there do you know it'd be different if you were at work you can get stuck into something at work you're away from family and all the rest of it but when you're at home you don't want to be upset in the place so what are you going to do maybe you've nothing to do and if you've nothing to do here's the fucking wake-up call think to yourself what am i going to do what can i do what could i do because better to get anxious about not being able to do something over the next couple of weeks than finding yourself two or three weeks into lockdown freaking out because you haven't done anything or you're, you feel, I don't know, you feel bad because you should be doing this or you should be doing that. For for me, the, ec- the extra time that I have now that the business is closed down and that I can't really go anywhere or do anything or meet up with people, the worst thing that the, the, that extra time does to me is I use it to beat myself up. Not intentionally, obviously, but I have a a habit and a history of ruminating. So I could run the same negative thought around in my head or maybe the same two or three negative thoughts around in my head all day fucking every day. And the, the less I have to do, the more time I have to ruminate. So I'm not ruminating right now and driving myself insane with negative thinking because I'm proactively doing this. I get to upload it, I get to walk away from it, and I get to worry about tomorrow's tomorrow's. But the idea being, it's 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 like a, it's like a level of sacrifice. By doing this podcast, I'm sacrificing time. I'm eating into my available time by producing this material. But the upside of that is, I'm eat. I'm reducing the amount of time I have in the day to tear myself apart, with the added benefit of actually doing something proactive, something that will last the test of time. In a week's time, I'll have done seven podcasts. Today is being one of them. So. Yeah, look, I'm on 15 minutes. It was fucking tough. I hope it wasn't too bullshitty or too fast-paced or too all over the place. Again, I'm hoping to be a little bit more, uh, a little bit more, what's the word, prepared for tomorrow. But look, we'll take it one day as it comes. And best of luck with what you're doing. Let me know. I'm off the lead at gmail.com. What you're planning on doing, tips you've learned along the way things you've heard from other people, other people's stories that have helped them. If you've got something that... If you've got a story or if you've heard something or you've got a bit of advice from somebody, maybe you heard it on the internet, maybe you heard it on the radio, maybe you've learned it yourself personally. If you've got a tip on what can help people, especially over the next number of weeks and months, because fuck me, it's a depressing enough time of the year without being locked down and having nothing to do. So by all means, send me an email, I'm off the lead at gmail.com and yeah give me and everybody else listening a heads up or a window into an alternative a window into a better way of dealing with things a window into how people can improve their lives because there's too much fucking look there's an abundance of depressive 
sad, harrowing, awful stories that are bouncing around the airwaves. America's on fire. England's on fire. The world is locked down with a fucking killer virus. You know, I don't want this podcast to be about reporting on how terrible things are. I want this to be a break from that. I want this to be something that people can actually tune into and feel maybe a little bit uplifted at having listened to it and might just get a bit of a kick up the hole to maybe pull that book out of the press, pick up the guitar, write that song, sing the fucking thing, go for a run, do whatever it is. And again, just do a little. Don't... Don't burden yourself with saying, oh, I'm going to do this big, massive, fucking huge, big thing, and in a year I'll be a millionaire. Can you do five push-ups? If you've never done, if you've never trained regularly, could you do five push-ups a day? Could you do 10? Could you do 20 throughout the day? Would it kill you to, to drop onto the floor every so often and just do a couple of push-ups, maybe a couple of sit-ups? Or, or anything to that effect. So again, I'm off the lead at gmail.com. Let me know if you've any advice for people, for myself or people in general, and I'll chat to you tomorrow. Cheers.